0: You're listening to the Sermon Podcast by Southside Baptist Church in Florence, South Carolina. We exist to know God and to make Jesus known. For more up-to-date information, check us out at southsidenow.church. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see y'all. I was with you the last Sunday in uh, August, and um, I imagine there are some of you here that uh, weren't here then, uh, some of you that are here that... Said, oh, it's him again. <laughs> and then some that aren't here because they knew I would be here, perhaps. <laughs> but anyway, I am as I, uh, the best way people refer to me is the associational dude, okay? Uh, the director of missions for the Florence Baptist Association. Uh, Appreciate your involvement through the years, your financial support, volunteer support. Uh, Just last Sunday night we met our annual meeting and as a part of that meeting I was able to uh, get a couple of the younger uh, folks that were just a year or two out of school that have gone on with their lives and gone somewhere else. A lot of times we think well they moved away from Florence and that's Not always the best thing. I've got one of those, one in college in Columbia and one uh, in Anderson that's finished and decided to stay in Anderson, but one of those video testimonies was from Caleb Little, and uh, he talked about what the association meant through his time here at the church. I can remember calling on Caleb when he was probably 16, might have been 15, to lead the devotion for a mission group. Uh, There was a good number from Southside that were on that trip in Ohio and uh, called on him and and he graciously accepted and did a great job. Not a lot of, uh, you know, especially males at that age that would be willing to step up in front of uh, some people that they didn't know very well as well as some of their own people and um, lead out from God's Word, but uh, always have thought a lot of Caleb Uh, Just one little funny thing, and she's probably going to kill me, but I like to do that anyway, (laughs) typically about my wife, but not this time, okay? On that particular trip... Um, the people that we went to their home one night, they hosted us for a meal, and the guy was some kind of outdoorsman or something, and he had this huge zip line in his backyard. In fact, it wasn't set up, but they set it up just for the kids and some of the adults to be able to go down and everything. And so I I don't remember now if I bribed, begged, or what, but Amy Thompson went down that thing, <laughs> and I asked the man, "Do you have a broom?" Okay. So we have a picture somewhere of Amy Thompson with a you should see the look on her face, holding that broom and going down the zip line. Anyway, that won't cost you any extra, okay? Just wanted to share that with you. So we're going to think a little bit this morning about traveling with God traveling with God. It's a familiar passage of Scripture, at least the first two verses, but then there are a couple more verses that we don't always team with those, okay? Sometimes you kind of get in trouble with that. People mess Scripture up all the time. They say, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Anybody know the first part of that verse? Submit yourself to God, okay? Okay. Don't expect to have power against Satan if you're doing your own thing. But if you submit yourself to God, resist Satan, the devil, he'll flee from you. And so in this passage, we pick up those next couple verses that just kind of tell some more about it. But let me read that. Proverbs 3, beginning in verse 5, going through verse 8. And I'm reading from the uh, ESV. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Okay? That's usually where we stop. All right, Now, it does say a couple things there about what we need to do. We need to trust in the Lord. We need to do it with all of our heart. Don't lean on our own understanding. But notice when you pick up in verse 7. Do not be wise... In your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So it's not just a trust factor with God, it's not just learning more about God, but it is, as we know in the New Testament, crucifying ourselves, dying to self, and denying ourselves, and taking up our cross daily. That's the picture that we get. Of course, these words long before the cross. And look at what happens in verse 8. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Now, have you ever traveled with someone that you didn't know? Okay? Now sometimes that happens, I know I've met people before for a mission trip as we were coming from different areas, maybe met them in the airport, first time I'd ever laid eyes on them, you know, it's not like nowadays you can creep on Facebook and find out all about them, you know, know, my daughter at Carolina, she had a relationship with her roommate before they ever came together, uh, just through social media and getting together before, but just meeting someone and having to travel. It can be difficult because you don't know that person. You don't know what that person likes. You don't know what that person doesn't like. You don't know the bad habits, and you don't know any of those things, and so you don't know what to stay away from. You don't know what not to say, so on and so forth. So one experience that I had is I got stuck in the airport, Well, in Charlotte, any of you that have tried to fly back into Florence know that sometimes there's mysterious mechanical difficulties and they don't make that flight. Okay, so I'm in Charlotte. All of the rental car agencies are closed except for one. That means they're the only one that have any cars. There is a lady in front of me with a teenage daughter and we spoke just a little bit. And uh, I told her I was trying to get to Florence. She was trying to get to Florence. She was from the Marion area. And so anyway, she goes up to the counter. And evidently, she found out how much that one-way car rental was going to be. And she turned around to me and she said, would you like to travel with us and share the expense? And so I'm thinking, this could be the last car. (laughs) I want to get home. And I said, yes. She said, okay. Now, mind you, all we knew at this point is that we were from going to the same place and from generally the same area. And so, uh, of course, she, you know, drove, her daughter sat in the back seat, I sat in the front seat, and we carried on conversation, found out she taught it at PD Academy, and daughter was a student there, By you know, those things, we made our way. So everything was fine. Well, one of the first things I did was I called my wife, and I said, Tracy, I'm driving back with so-and-so-and-so-and-so. She's like, well, okay, you know, no big deal. So we pull up in Florence, and I get out of the car, and I look, and there is a man walking toward us. And I figure out that it is her husband. And I also figure out that she has not told him about me. (laughs) I would not do that again. (laughs) Luckily, I was able to walk up and I said, Sir, by the look on your face, your wife didn't tell you that I was was with them." And he said, No, she did not. (laughs) So I introduced myself, told him who I was, what I did, he calmed down a little bit, and, and everything was okay. But it's not the way you want to travel when you don't know someone. It's filled with questions. You may have a lot in common, or you may not. You might be totally opposite. It's kind of like a blind date. I'm not sure there's even such a thing nowadays. You don't really know what's going to happen. So on the trips that we take in life, wouldn't it be better to travel with someone that you know? To travel with someone you know. When we look at this passage of scripture, the first thing that it says is trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That means something different for every stage of life. When you're young, you may be trusting the Lord just to get you through adolescence. When you're a little older, you may be trusting the Lord to send you that right mate. When you're a little older, you may be trusting the Lord that your children, as bad as they are at two years old, are not going to end up in the penitentiary. It's different all of the time. But we have to develop a relationship with God. Develop a relationship with God. And that relationship is dependent on Him, but it is also dependent on us. Once you have a relationship, it's easier to know what's expected. Now here's the thing. I know that some of you, maybe your spouse thinks they're perfect. But in the relationship that we have with God, we have a relationship where God is perfect. He is never late. He never makes a mistake. He never does anything without the purpose of being for His glory and for our good. So that side of the equation is okay. It's right. It's perfect. We don't have to worry about God. We know that he's going to do what's best for us. We know whether it seems good to us, bad to us, or indifferent. He is going to do what's right, what brings glory to him ultimately. And if we know him and we're called according to his purpose, even as Romans 8.28 says, God causes all things to work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we've got that promise from His Word that in the relationship He's going to be solid. He is going to be such that we can trust Him to a level that we could never trust a human being. As much as we might trust our spouse, as much as we might trust our parent, as much as we might trust a dear friend, we've got to trust God in a way that goes beyond all of that. So here's the problem. If you begin to look at humanity, if you begin to look at yourself, then you realize there are Flaws, okay? Now, I'm not just talking about leaving the, the cap off the toothpaste or anything like that. I'm talking about flaws. There are things that we worry about that we shouldn't worry about. There are things that we do that we shouldn't do. There are things that we don't do that we should do, and so on and so forth. And so the battle in that relationship is not with God, but the battle is always with ourselves. And so when we're developing the relationship, it depends on us. We have to take the initiative. We have to have purpose behind trying to develop that relationship. We... Put ourselves in God's word and even by this passage we understand just in these four verses so many things that are important that we have to do in developing that relationship and being in right relationship with God it's easier when we understand it's easier when we know what's expected when our kids were little they weren't the best car travelers. Now, Drew always was, but the, the girls not so much, okay? And so we would have to go on a trip, whether it's to grandparents or maybe vacation or something. And so Tracy decided it would be good. She was teaching the girls specifically the fruit of the Spirit. And so she had a jar with treats, some little trinkets, toy-type things, and some candy and so forth. And so she told the girls before the trip, now if you will be good on the trip, and if you will exhibit the fruit of the Spirit, then you will get something out of the jar multiple times. And so every time that maybe, well, you're sitting too close to me, or you know those things that kids say, then all mama had to do was say, remember the fruit of the spirit jar, or hold it up. You see, there's expectations. And then there are the thoughts that go into the expectations. If our expectation of God is perfection, then certainly we need to realize whatever he tells us is going to be the best thing to do and in developing that relationship with God, trust is a very important thing if you can't trust the person that you're in a business relationship with, that business is not going to do well, if you can't trust the person that you're married to then you're never going to be satisfied in that marriage you've got to trust God and it starts with his word God has a specific design for success, if you do this, this will be the result. He will make your path straight. If you trust him with all your heart, then your traveling is going to be a good experience. You're not going to have so many detours. You're not going to have so many places where you get off track because of you. God's not going to put us on a detour except for a purpose that ultimately brings Him glory and is good for us. You see, your feelings will fail you, okay? Your emotions can get the best of you. Popular culture and values will lead you astray. And the scripture says, wide is the path or the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to life. You see, God is not making things narrow for us so that we'll not have a good time. God is making things narrow for us to keep us on the best possible track and the best possible path. Well, the second thing that I want us to see in this is first we've got to... Obviously, develop a relationship with God, and that comes through ultimately through our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But the second thing is this use Him for your GPS, use Him for your GPS. Once uh, on a trip, we were going with another couple. We were coming from uh, opposite directions, and so we were traveling separately. And on the way, my buddy and his wife, they got to the house where we were staying before us, and they had used GPS. And we heard the story about how it took them down a toll road, and then it took them all around some way, and then they couldn't get there, and so on and so forth. Well, I was kind of old school. Didn't want to spend any money on a GPS. All I had were the directions that came in the little packet from the house we were renting, and I went straight to it, okay? So that's the problem sometimes. You see, they had GPS, but the problem with GPS is you can get where you're going and still don't know where you are. (laughs) So they went out of the way. They went down a toll road. My experience in GP with GPS in the early days were more negative than positive. But you see with God there is no error. He's always right. Well you don't have to download an update. You don't have to worry about the ways that the roads may have changed. Of course, nowadays we pull up, you know, the Waze app and it tells us the quickest way to get there and all of that. That's pretty good till you have a flood. Once during disaster relief, it would take us down the road. We'd get there, all of a sudden, tell us a minute before we got to the bridge that you couldn't go across the bridge. Doesn't happen with God. He's always right. So you'll always get where, get where he wants you to go and where he wants you to be. And you'll always be on time. And you'll always have what you need for the trip. You see, he is going to make your path straight. One time, the Southern Baptist Convention was in Orlando. Of course, you know what's in Orlando. It's real high on my list. In fact, I'll share the top three of my list, places I don't want to go. First one's hell, okay? I'm not going. I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I claim him as my Lord and Savior. I'm not going there. Number two's Disney World, okay? Just in case, Chuck E. Cheese is a close third, but... So listen, we were in Orlando, had to take the kids to Disney World. I'm thinking, man, this is, you know, we got the money to get down here. We got the money to stay because of the convention. We're going to stay a couple extra days. And even back then, you know, the price of Disney tickets and all of that. And any So let me tell you how God provides. Had a friend there, and uh, he had a connection with Disney, and there was a deal where, you know, uh, people could get that worked there could get so many people in every day. So there were five in our family. So lo and behold, he goes with us, we get down there, there are the people, they get four of us in. All I had to buy was the ticket for the youngest, which was the cheapest ticket. Evidently, God wanted us to go to Disney World. <laughs> but you see, he cares about everything. I've had times when I've made a mistake on this journey only to find out that it was a mistake in my eyes, but yet God had a plan. It is beyond our comprehension that it seems like we did not do the right thing, but then we're dealing with somebody on the other side that knows everything, and he knows every decision that we'll make. And somehow or another he has gone long before us and he has put all of these things into order so that even when we think we've done the wrong thing, God uses it. Once I was on my way to a ski retreat for a friend of mine, he had a large youth group and he had asked me to come and do the Bible study on the retreat and so Typically me, I'm a five minutes before I'm supposed to be there person, okay? Don't want to be there real, real early. Don't want to be there late, obviously. But so on this given day, for whatever reason, I'm just left about 30 minutes early, and I'm going up I-26, and all of a sudden, I see a car over to my right, and it looks like two little gray, gray heads in it, okay? I said, hmm. So I got up a little farther and I see somebody walking. Of course it's a ski retreat so you know it's cold weather had a coat on kind of bundled up and so I it's real simple. The lord tells me to stop I stop. He told me to stop. I pulled over, guy comes, he gets in. I said, "Hey, what's going on?" and He tells me that he's taking these two ladies to Columbia, one of them's husband's been in the hospital, and he drove their car, and it's messed up, and so on and so forth. Come to find out he's the minister of education at a church, and so uh, all this happens, this before days of cell phones, run him up, he makes a call, I take him back to sit with the ladies, and, and they're waiting just a few minutes before somebody gets there. See, I didn't have sense enough to decide, I'm going to be early this day. But God knew what he was doing. In fact, can you even imagine that before the foundation of the world, he knew what was wrong with the car. We can't even begin to think like that. So why in the world would we try to put our trust in the things that we don't know? Why in the world would we try to put our trust in the things that have previously failed us? Why in the world would we want to put our trust in something that we really don't know if we can count on? So what sets the tone for your day? Just get up, go to work, go to school. But how about if God wants to use you... Ordinary you or teach you in your everyday activities. A few steps out of the ordinary could be extraordinary with God. So we've got to develop that relationship with God and we've got to use Him for our GPS. He's got to show us that path. He's got to give us direction. Lord, what would you have me to do today? Yes, you know you've got to go to work or you've got to go to school or you've got to take the kids or you've got to go to Disney World. God forbid, Chuck E. Cheese, you know, there are things you've got to do. But how's God going to use what you've got to do to do something extraordinary? Now, here's the third thing I want to point out. And that is be careful of a wrong turn. Be careful of a wrong turn. And notice the scripture. He's going to make your path straight. But look at verse 7 again. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Oh, I could tell you story after story of taking a shortcut. Some may be in a process and it didn't turn out so well, or some simply driving and trying to get there quicker, or trying to bypass something. But don't make one. If you follow God closely, and if God is your GPS, and if you have that relationship that you're supposed to have, then if you do make one, you understand quickly and you don't go very far out of the way. You don't look for ways on your own that are somehow going to lead you back to God, but you simply stop where you are and say, God, I'm not where I need to be and the only way that I can be where I need to be is for you to escort me there. There's nothing in and of myself that is wise enough To do better than what God has intended. And how in the world could I think that in my 60 years, somehow I'm going to know more than God that has always been or will always be? Don't be wise in your own eyes, trying to take shortcuts. We won't fast, we get discouraged. There's not much that you can just go in anymore and do like you used to do. And sometimes the fast things get more complicated. But, oh, God has a way to keep us on the path and do the right thing and go in the right direction. And when we're moving into that direction and when we're seeing the things that God has for us, is an encouragement and it brings strength for the journey and it brings help in the times of trouble and when we can look back and say man that was such a terrible time and yet we see what God did during that time it makes all the difference in the world don't be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and turn away from evil you know The devil wants to give us the worst thought. The devil wants us to think of the worst case scenario. Or the devil wants to fool us into thinking somehow, maybe just this one time, we do actually know better than God, but we don't. Be careful of the wrong turn that leads in the wrong direction. Well, how about this relationship? You know, this is an Old Testament passage. There were so many more questions in the Old Testament, but boy, it all came together. When God himself took on flesh, came to earth in the form of a child born of a virgin, therefore not possessing the original sin that you and I have, it's in our DNA. And that perfect child grew up To be a perfect savior and a perfect sacrifice. With the perfect payment for all of our sin. Because the scripture says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So he made the perfect payment that we could not make. It would cost us our lives. But instead Jesus saw fit. To pay the price for the sin of each of us. What happens? Well, God has done it and he's done it perfectly. And all it takes is our imperfection to come and to put it in the place. Put it in the place that God wants it. God wants us in His hands. God wants us to give Him our imperfection. God wants us to say, yes, I need a Savior. And when we trust the Lord Jesus Christ and we come to know Him, then He moves us along this journey. That may be where you need to start today. Today might be the day where you say, Yes, I will follow Christ. For those of us that know Him, we need to make sure that we're doing what we need to do to be on that path. Notice that last part God has an endless supply, He has an endless supply of anything we could ever need. But notice verse 8 He will bring healing to your flesh we get beat up on the journey sometimes people don't like the way we do things sometimes people don't like the way we are sometimes people don't like the way you look at them but guess what God will bring healing when the world beats you up God will bring healing as only he can he'll bring health And He'll bring strength to your body if you will trust in Him and don't lean on your own understanding and don't be wise in your own eyes. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Let's pray.